All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. I think I pulled off something pretty hot this week. It was a fun little surprise for you. And we have a lot of other updates for you guys as well. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is a lifestyle site that is designed to help you find like-minded people to have a whole lot of fun with. If you're new to the lifestyle especially, or if you're not having luck on other sites, we highly recommend checking out Cassidy, especially if you're on the western half of the United States. We all know that the lifestyle sites can be fairly regional. If you're in California or Nevada or Colorado or Montana or the Pacific Northwest and you're not on Cassidy, you are missing out because that's where all the sexy people are. And if you want to try it free for an entire month, all you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to get started today. We hope to see you there. So... (laughs) We we were laughing on the way over here at what a fucking colossal fucking train wreck this week has once again been. And it's one of those things where last week we obviously talked about some negative shit. I would love to come on this week and be like, oh my God, all of that was out the window. We had the hottest week ever. I had so much luck. That's not what happened. No, once again, we can thank the fucking dudes in this space for really just some fucking terrible behavior and it was like one after another after another it's like when it rains it pours yeah it's so funny because people reach out to us all the time and they're like you know we've gone to the lifestyle club three times and we've had no luck or we've gone on five dates and they've all been disasters and in my mind it's like i've had so much fun in the lifestyle that i always tell them this will pass you just need to get a win under your belt you need to have some fun and then it's going to be a domino effect and you're going to be fucking off and running and now i have to kind of take my own advice because i have to remember that these things are very cyclical like it seems to all happen at the same time and then once i get a win under my belt i'm good to go yeah well now to be fair we did have a super hot experience one of the hottest it's one of the things i enjoy the most in terms of how our current play style looks but getting to that point is a fucking chore. Well, it's be- a fucking chore. Before we get to the fun shit, I i mean, I have to cover a couple of these things that happened this week. Sure. I mean, the normal shit happened, which is people say that they're going to be available during certain times and then all of a sudden they're not. Right. There's one gentleman. I adore him. He has become a good friend. I really think he's a good dude, but he's a fucking party animal. And I made the mistake in, of inviting him over for a Saturday morning rendezvous. Yeah, I, I had a class to take uh, all day yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday. And so I had no idea. I would not have had any idea, obviously. I was gone for like six hours from seven o'clock in the morning on. And there was no way I could have known. So it would have been super hot. And he's, yeah, he's a solid dude. But that guy goes hard, hard. He so there's parties. no way he's going to make a fucking morning visit. There's not a chance. No. So that was kind of my bad. I should know my limitations with some of these guys. But yeah, he clearly was just way too fucking hungover to come over on Saturday. No doubt. So that didn't happen. The far more disappointing instance this week yeah. was... You guys, I think we talked about it on last week's episode that I was going to have a session with the pro dom. Yes. And I was so excited all week. Literally, all I could think about all week were the possibilities. And I had certain ideas I wanted to present to him. He's really into rope bondage. So I was trying to think of some ways and maybe suggestions of how we can make that erotic for both of us. And I was really excited for that. I mean, day of, I am doing my hair and my makeup and moisturizing my whole body. And I shaved my legs twice. And I... (laughs) Yeah, I picked out multiple pieces of lingerie. I modeled them for him ahead of time, sent him photos of each piece, let him pick something out. I didn't realize that. Because I thought he'd be super into that. So, I mean, I put a lot of fucking time and effort and energy into this whole thing. We're texting day of. Everything is going perfectly. We're being kind of flirtatious with each other. He sent me some sexy photos. I'm really fucking revved up for this whole thing. Yeah. So, it's literally... 
an hour before, I guess, we drove to his area of town because he lives by some bars and restaurants. Yes. And we were going to have a drink and kind of debrief about our work day before I went to go play with him. And I, so we're already there. We've already driven all the way across fucking town. Uh, and f- sat in traffic for 40 fucking minutes because I foolishly took the interstate. Yeah, well, it's also Taylor Swift weekend here in Las Vegas, so. Bad plan. So anyway, I'm all excited. We're there. I'm within walking distance of his house waiting for the time that we're supposed to meet. It's probably 35 or 40 minutes before our meeting time. Yeah, about 35 minutes. And he texts me and says, hey, so I probably should have brought this up earlier. That's how you know it's going (laughs) fucking tits up. But I have a house guest staying with me and she will be in the next room during our play session. And I just want to make sure you're okay with that. Yeah, she's in a spare room during all this. Now, the the fucked up thing is you come to find out he could have contacted you 48 fucking hours in advance to say, hey, here's what's happening. You're going to try maybe to see if she can, you know, find something to do for a little while or, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about this? 35 minutes before. I was fucking pissed. Well, also, let's back up because I had an appointment. Right. And it was in that vicinity of where we were. I scheduled it purposely at three o'clock because you were going to, we, you know, needed to be down there anyway. You were going to meet him at five. It would have just been the perfect kind of timing. So that's the thing these guys don't fucking get. I, I harp on this with these guys all the time. You are fucking around with people's timetables. You're fucking around with schedules. You have no idea. What your you know monkey wrench you're throwing into people's day when you pull this shit right you know and this is a perfect example we didn't need to be there that fucking early had I not had we known that this was going to happen we I could have made the appointment for a different day or time yeah and I think the thing that's important to remember in this for me from my perspective or the reason that I'm pissed off about it aside from the obvious of you know being fucking weird and not telling me until right before but for me BDSM is very intimate this is way more intimate than sex I would never go to a club and participate in legitimate BDSM activities now I've been spanked and flogged and those types of things but like legitimate play sessions that include BDSM are so intimate to me it's the same reason i don't go to bdsm events and and seen publicly with people hardly ever because to me it's a very private thing it's a it's a way for me to let go and just kind of be myself for a little bit and not think too much so what am i supposed to do i'm supposed to walk into this man's house he lives in a small apartment i'm supposed to walk in and start getting flogged and tied up and fucked with a stranger that I have literally never met sitting in the other room. Are you fucking insane? Yeah, and but it's again, it's also the not giving you the note. Now you chalk this up to him just kind of being the kind of a kind of go with the flow kind of guy. He's a hippie, you know, is what yeah. he is. He's a hippie at heart. He has that mentality of like, oh, you know, I'll go wherever the wind takes me, type of guy. Yeah, I don't buy it. And I, there's I don't think part of me happens. that really likes that about him because I don't feel like he takes himself or life too seriously and I really appreciate people that are like that until it comes to a situation like this where you straight up made me feel like shit because you didn't consider my feelings at all well but he started the text strain the conversation with you with I probably should have mentioned this earlier which means he knew good and goddamn well he fucked up yeah he should have just he should he just should have reached out when all of this was unfolding you know, he knew better, but his thought process, once again, with these guys, well, it's, you know, 30 minutes away, 35 minutes away. She'll be fine with it. You know, the day's planned. She's already sent me pictures and lingerie, which I didn't even know that. So for me, that's an opportunistic kind of mentality. And he's looking for you to acquiesce because he didn't have the balls to say, hey, here's what's going on and risk you not showing up, which he didn't do anyway. So it was a complete waste of time. But, but now... Not only did it not take place, but there's likely no chance he's going to get a second chance. Had he reached out ahead of time, okay, two days earlier, maybe, right? 30 minutes before? Well, I also just don't feel like it was handled well at all. When I told him I was uncomfortable and I was like, yeah, we're definitely not. This isn't going to happen. I'm very uncomfortable with that idea. It was just kind of like, okay, sorry. Like, yeah. And that was it. 
I'm like, no, you totally fucked up my day. Yes. You made me feel completely unimportant. Like I was just some sort of a weird afterthought for you for the day. No, this is not okay. This is not a situation where I'm just going to be okay with you acting so fucking nonchalant about shit. Well, and I really, I would have thought that this guy was more thoughtful than that after having met him and spoken to him at length. You know, we sat and had coffee with him for a couple of hours. I really would have expected him to be far more forward thinking and empathetic in these situations. And once again, man, these single guys, they do show their fucking colors. It's like all they care about is their needs, their wants at whatever particular time. And a lot of everything else just goes out the window. You know, I, I just, it's unfortunate because you do, people don't realize how much they fuck up other people's plans. Well, it's really funny because I have a dear friend who's kind of going through the same, you know, we talk a lot about like the peaks and valleys and the lifestyle. I'm definitely in this valley, this deep fucking desolate valley right now. And she is too. And so we've been talking a lot about that and kind of commiserating with each other. And she put it perfectly. Shout out to you, B, by the way. Absolutely love you. She (laughs) said something that just totally resonated with me, which is why is it so fucking hard just to get fucked? Why do these guys make it's so fucking hard just to have sex with them. Well, that's that's my point with these guys all the time. You're already in a bad spot. You're at a deficit to begin with in this space. You are one of a fucking billion dudes. Why are you putting up your own roadblocks? <laughs> there are plenty of shit things for you to fucking have to hurdle and dodge and bob and weave. So what do you do? Instead of making it easier on yourself, you create bigger fucking obstacles, Yeah. right? It's bad enough that you've got to go through this process with these dudes only to have them self-sabotage. Yes. You know, it's fucking insane. And then it's always the same thing, right? Then this, this guy is going to reach out again. And I don't know if he has yet, but he's going to reach out again at some point. And it, he's going to be like, oh, well, enough time is gone. It's water under the bridge. She's going to no, have gotten think, over it. I don't think I'm going to let him get away with it that easily. No, but I my think point I'm is he's going to think it's okay. I'm, I'm going to head it up. I'm going to text him. I'm going to tell him how it made me feel and that I thought it was disrespectful. And I'm going to leave the ball in his court if he's willing to put up or shut up. I'm not going to put up with any more disrespect. These ba- past two weeks, I also want to say thank you for everyone that reached out about the Leo thing. We had oh, yeah. so many emails, so many DMs, so many Telegram messages. I got text messages. It made me feel so fucking good to to know that I have the support of people, some people that were friends, but literally a lot of people I've never corresponded yeah. with ever before Strangers. that literally just reached out to show me their love and support. So thank you so much. That's one of the positives of being vulnerable and talking about these things so publicly that you get the support from people like that. So thank you. But <laughs> the past two weeks from Leo and Max and this BDSM guy and everyone in between have just put me in this mental state of I am not putting up with any bullshit, not an ounce of bullshit, because I shouldn't have to. No. This is supposed to be fun. Well, we also, it's funny because, you know, the professional side mirrors the personal side, right? We've been dealing with this as well from a professional level. If you're not, if you don't appreciate us and you don't respect us, then we're fucking done. We're out. And it's the same thing with this personal space. You know, we were talking about it this morning. You and I want to get more involved on some level, haven't figured it out yet, with what each other is up to. So it's not entirely disconnected. Now, of course, I have two regular play partners, which I believe I'm going to see both of them this coming week, which is great. But for me to take on more, it's going to take some work and I, and I want to be able to do that. But at the same time, going through this shit, it makes me not want to fucking do it, but it can be overwhelming. Yeah, but it's just part of it. That I mean, that's the other thing I was just explaining to this friend. Like, this is the shit you have to deal with to get to the good shit. For sure. And if you're not willing to do that, then you just shouldn't be in this space. The con- And I don't want to get to this point of bitterness where I blame everything on every guy or assume that everyone's going to fuck me over. I don't want to be that person. I refuse to be that no, person. No. Because then the shitbags win. Right. Well, and what I was getting to, my point was simple. While I have these amazing regular play partners, you and I both have some exceptional people in our lives. We do need to open it up a little bit more so that when this kind of thing happens, it's not so much of a big deal. I mean, it's always going to be a fucking headache, right? But at least we can look at it and it's just a smaller bump in the road. Yeah, easy for you to say you have two fucking awesome play partners. For sure. I have zero. No, for sure. Well, but we have to do a better job of putting plans together 
and scenarios and things that are really of interest to us and stop focusing so hard on the relationships, for example, that you were attempting to build with some of these guys. And, you know, when it comes to this cat, the BDSM space is very fucking important in terms of relationship and comfort and all those things, which is why it's so fucked. It is so trust driven. That's yeah. what pisses me off the most about this situation. Right. I no longer trust him. I don't trust his his intentions. Or his judgment is, is fucking suspect at minimum. But my point is you can't just jump into that with just anybody, obviously. So that, that takes a little cultivating, which was what was happening with this guy up until this point. But going forward, as you and I start putting some of these scenarios together, much like the one we're going to talk about, which was super fucking hot, that's the kind of thing that sticks out in my mind, right? Because here we are talking about another fucking train wreck of a week with these fucking (laughs) dudes. But the truth is we had a really hot experience. Now, how many goat fucks did we have to deal with to get to that? A lot. Like four, you know, three, four, five, however fucking many it was. Felt like 27. But it was definitely (laughs) worth it. You know, especially if we can continue that snowball effect, right? I guess, and then yeah. other, well, my What other choice is, do you have? You have to be positive about it. Well, right now what we've got are more losses than wins, right? This yeah. Week, the past couple weeks. We need more wins than losses. The only way to do that is We're like the fucking Raiders of the lifestyle right now. Right. I don't know to, anything about football other than that the Raiders fucking sucked last season. We are the Raiders right well, now. Well, my point is we need more wins than losses. Yeah. So, but to get that, you've got to get in there. Yeah. You've got to get back after it. So we're going to have to compile more wins. So these fucking losses just seem a lot less, you know, it just doesn't matter. Well, along that same line, I actually have two dates this week that I'm very excited about. One is with a gentleman I've been talking to for a long time. And we have not met up to this point, but he seems super fucking solid and super hot. So hopefully that'll work out. And then the second one is a very unique situation because it's a listener of the show. Shout out to you if you're listening right now, which I'm sure you do because you do every single week from what you told me. Um, Please don't flake on me. I probably will cry. (laughs) But he's a married dude and he has obviously has the permission of his partner for a hall pass for the evening to spend some time with me and he actually came to one of our events met him super attractive it was funny because i didn't get a lot of chance to really talk to him at that event he came to one where we had a bunch of friends there from all over the country so i was in host mode the entire night but i definitely felt a little bit of a spark with him there was an instant kind of attraction there so i'm excited to see where that goes too no we have a lot of good shit on the horizon like this week coming up is super fucking action packed for us that's the other thing we've we've been home for what's going to be five weeks we haven't had to travel because we've got the takeover next month i would have thought we would have been far more successful (laughs) because we had actually feet on the fucking ground at home you know as it turns out that's not entirely the fucking case so we really do need to be just more active than we are as i said so we can build up more of those wins and stay diligent on that stuff however there has been some things that have come up right we had some family in town so we spent some time with them yesterday we had plans friday night to see friends thursday night we had a lot of shit happening well that was fun too we went on friday night we went to a rock concert yeah our friend plays in a band and it was fucking amazing one of our favorite places we went with nick and nicole which was awesome and then we also went with the owner of the palomino which is a gentleman's club here in town yeah. And his amazing girlfriend yeah, and their two friends that were in town from Florida. So, yeah, this the I guess the eight of us. Right. Is that uh, eight? Yeah. there were well at one point? Yes. So, yeah, we had eight of us. It was so fun. And then we went to the Palomino afterwards, yep, it was a good sat time. with a bunch of lifestyle people, met some new people that we hadn't had the chance to connect with before. So, I mean, yeah, there are definitely wins this week. I don't want to make it seem like it's all fucking doom and gloom and shitty behavior. But, well, you but know, there's a lot of it. I would, I would really like to get fucked by some awesome people in the near future. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like we don't try for sure, right? I mean, we're pretty fucking active. And it's just unfortunate that when these things happen, they come in droves. Yeah. It's not like one guy. It's two. Then it's three. It's like, Jesus, okay. And then you want to stop, recalibrate. But when you do that, you lose time. The you also lose keep, momentum. Yeah. You lose the contacts, too. That's another thing that I've started yeah. to realize is if you're working contacts, I know it sounds shitty to be like, I'm working my leads or whatever in the lifestyle, like we're a fucking marketing firm or something. But it's true. If you don't have leads going of potential people or if you let them go cold, the chances of reconnecting are pretty fucking slim. Oh, for sure. I mean, listen, we have a difficult time with that because of how busy we are. And we do tell people always up front, hey, our schedule's crazy. Here's what it looks like for travel. Like, there's a gal that I, I've seen. I played with her once. She is super. Her and her partner are just amazing people. And we have been trying to get back together for months. 
but their travel schedule's crazy. They're just out of the country. Our, we just cannot fucking coordinate it. So it looks like maybe the week before we go to Phoenix, she and I are going to see each other. And it will have been like seven months. So just trying to coordinate schedules is tough. So we tell people ahead of time, shit gets crazy and then try to coordinate it. But when you put enough out there, which I think we do, we should we should have more wins than losses. <laughs> There's no question. So we just need to pay a little bit more attention to the details, get a little bit more active, just just building up the wins is what we need to do and hope the rest of this bullshit just goes away. It's like a fucking black hole. Oh, I'm tired, man. I am fucking tired. I'm ready it's for nuts. a week of wins. So please keep your fingers crossed for us. I can't have a third week that's a complete dumpster fire. Well, we got, like I said, we got some good stuff coming up this week. I don't think it's necessarily going to be that way. You got some cool dudes you're going to be seeing. There's a third guy, too. Well, that's my single guy tip of the week this week because I think we should get into that. Okay. Yeah, so after talking about all of the fuck faces this week, <laughs> there was one guy that really stood out in terms of, I think, some great tips that can be gleaned from his behavior with me. Sure. So let me also say, <laughs> I had a bit of a crush from a distance on this guy for a long time. For sure. He's been kind of big on social media, and I've seen him on Cassidy many, many times. He came to one of our events. He's beautiful but it's way more than that like he just has the reputation of being one of those true lifestyle guys who fucking gets it who couples absolutely adore he has a bajillion you know validations on cassidy well, we and know stuff. Some people that know him personally yeah so i mean he, he it's just one of those things where i've like never really had the balls to reach out but i've always wanted to and honestly if anything came out of this complete dumpster fire of a week for me it was the realization that i have nof- nothing to fucking lose well no you reached out to him I know, but what I'm saying is I never had the balls to do it right. before this week. Then this week happens, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to him. What the? F- what's the worst that can ha- possibly happen? He says no. Well, and as it turns out, he he said to you something to the effect of, why would you think I wouldn't be interested? You're exactly my type and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, if anything comes out of the dumpster fire that has been the past couple of weeks with these guys, it's, yeah, you got your confidence. Like, fuck it. I have zero to lose. Considering what this week has looked like, yeah, how much not, worse can it get? It's not going down. It can only go up from here. Yeah. So why not just reach out and give it a try? So I did. And yeah, to my surprise, he was like, absolutely, I'm interested. You're totally my type. We start talking. I send him my phone number. We're texting back and forth. And his communication was so impressive. And obviously, we talk in depth on past single guy tips about, you know, solid communication and making sure you're being transparent. This guy took it to a completely different level. For sure. Because one of the things that I loved about this conversation was he was the one being proactive with information. I barely had to ask him anything. He opened the door for me to ask questions. I provided him with some very clear boundaries like condoms and I don't want to kiss you if you smell like smoke and all that kind of shit. But then he was the one that offered up things like his testing schedule, his testing results, some of his own boundaries. It's very clear that this is a man who has standards. Yeah, He is not, and we've talked about this so many times, he is not the type of guy that's just going to take any fucking hole that's thrown at him. No, but also he's a guy that's going to, I think much like we talked about at some point last week or whatever, I don't know anymore. If a couple says something to him that he's not comfortable with or, or... wants something from him he's not comfortable with or behaves in a manner that he doesn't find appropriate, he's going to call him out on it because, again, he's not sitting around on the computer with bated breath at the ready prepared to respond to Just these ridiculous... Desperate. Yeah, yeah. That, man, that you can smell that on a person, on yep. a guy. It stinks. I mean, you can feel it. You know yes. what I mean? And he's not that guy. Well, and because he has standards and because he clearly communicated his own boundaries and things like that, and this might sound kind of messed up, but it's the truth. There's a part of me that felt like I had to try a little harder. Sure. Like I really wanted to be impressive to him because I know that he can choose whether to hang out with me or not just as much as I could with him. Yeah. I think there are certain guys out there that I don't feel a lot of pressure to like really perform or put my best foot forward because I know no matter what, they're going to want to fuck me. I don't want those guys. I want the guys that everyone wants and everyone's competing for. Well, it's also nice to be able to have a little bit of that variance, right? It's kind of like going out to dinner. We go to a lot of dive bars and shit like that. People behave, we talk and behave differently than if we're going to a five-star steakhouse. Right. You just alter your behavior, even your mannerisms, your manner of speech. You elevate yourself depending on what area you're in, whether you have to tone it down or bring it up a little bit, whatever. 
being around people is the same thing. It's so true. You know, I mean, you, you, it's automatic. Water seeks its own level. So this guy started out the conversations for the most part, providing information that ordinarily you've got to pull out of guys. And so he made it easy. So now it's like, oh shit, this guy gets it. We're we're on the same level here. I need to I need to step it up. Well, and typically what's happening with these guys is I have a list. I always have a list of like six vetting questions. They are 1000%. I ask them across the board, if you are not compatible with me on those six pieces, we are not going to be a match. You are not going to fuck me. That's just all there is to it. Right. And it was such a breath of fresh air to not even need to pull out those questions because he's the one providing me all of the information I need to know. Yeah, which is rare. It was so nice because then we could just focus on being flirtatious with each other and trying to set something up. Right. He's a very busy person, so I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. But it was just this reminder that there is such a thing as a high quality man in this space. And when you behave the way that he did, setting standards, having your own boundaries, sticking to them, being completely open and transparent with your communication, the more you are going to attract quality hot wives. Because listen, the other thing that nobody fucking wants to talk about is there's a big difference between a hot wife and a quality hot wife, just like there's a big difference between a single guy and a quality single guy. Well, quality couples and not so quality couples. I mean, I have no problem talking about it. They are egregious when they're terrible. When they're great, they're phenomenal. And when they're not, they are abhorrible. Right, but this so is a guy that no attracts those high quality people. I can just tell. Yeah, but he's also a guy who will he will also cut it off if it's not a high quality couple. Exactly. Which he has no of, problem walking right, away. A lot of guys well, most guys don't know that there's a difference because they're not willing to say no or they don't want to say no because they're afraid you're gonna miss out on an opportunity. <laughs> Whatever, or, man. They're shitty guys who aren't having regular experiences exactly. with quality couples. So they're taking whatever comes their way and they yep. don't know the difference between good or bad. And for that matter, neither do couples. When Especially the couples that come here to Vegas. It happens all the time. I get it, folks. You come to Vegas. It's exciting. Maybe you've never been here before and it's, you know, we're going to go and be completely... Away from the kids. We're going to be fucking yeah, debaucherous. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're putting it on. It's going to be a fucking blast and we're just going to do whatever and no one's going to know. Okay, cool. But you, when you get here, you also have to measure not just your expectations, but don't lower your standards just because you've come someplace new and it's exciting and you just have to, you're clamoring for this experience you've never had before. Chances are it's not going to be a good one. And then why bother? Right. You know? So basically, single guy tip of the week is you show your quality through those initial conversations. For sure. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to be completely forthright with information. Don't wait for the couple to set all of the standards and boundaries and all of those things. Provide your own, too, because that shows me that, A, you are a man of quality. Yeah. B, you're not going to put up with any bullshit which I love, and see you have at least some understanding of this space and how you fit into it. Well, yes, th there's no question about it. And to back that up, if you're a man of quality, right, you're in this space and you're a quality dude, you don't have to put up with bullshit from anybody, just like a quality couple doesn't have to. And when those worlds align, the solid people meet solid people, it changes everything. Yep. So put your best foot forward and in talking to people, you really need to be a little bit more open because don't forget, just because you're dealing with maybe a, a seasoned couple or maybe more specifically a seasoned hot wife, that doesn't mean that she needs to lead the conversation. She could be just as uncomfortable as you. You don't. She doesn't know you any more than you know her. So why not provide as much as you can and make her feel like, A, you give a shit. You genuinely want to have a conversation with her. You're really actually interested in meeting her. You want to get to know her and know something more about her than what it's going to be like in the bedroom. It goes a long fucking way. Yep. So that's Single Guy Tip of the Week this week. I'm excited to meet him. So I can't wait. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> so another big positive to come out of this week was a very sexy surprise that I set up. And oh my God, it was so much fun. So we're going to be sharing the details of that very shortly. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Shameless Care. Your sexual health is just as important as every other element of your health, and Shameless Care knows that. They also know that it's even more important in the non-monogamous space to ensure that your sexual health is exactly where it needs to be, which is why they offer discreet and easy ED medication. All you have to do is go onto their website, fill out a quick form, and if you're accepted, it'll be shipped discreetly straight to your door. Best part is... 
Right now, our listeners are getting $30 off of their first month of ED medication when you go to shamelesscare.com and use code FPS. We absolutely love that Shameless Care specifically tailors itself and its services to the non-monogamous space. There are very, very few companies out there that are specifically working for us. And that's why we love supporting them. That's why we love having them as partners and why you should check out all of their services. Again, shamelesscare.com. Use code FPS to get $30 off your first month of ED medication or one of their at-home STI kits. We hope that you love their services as much as we do. Hey guys, we are heading to New Orleans this summer for Naughty in New Orleans, our very first time attending this event. If you guys aren't familiar, Naughty in New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention in the United States. It is jam-packed full of so many different things, seminars, dance parties, panels, a sexual freedom parade, and so much more. And we're going this year, and we would love for you to come with us. If you're interested in attending, there's a link in our show notes for you to get more information. And anyone that books with that code is going to get some special invitations from us throughout the weekend. And maybe something, you know, a little extra something special waiting for you in New Orleans as well. So again, find the link to book Naughty New Orleans in our show notes today. We hope you'll come party with us this summer. It is hard to believe, but we are only a couple of short weeks away from the Real Hot Wives of Phoenix full hotel takeover, and there are still weekend passes for both couples and singles. If you're not familiar with what this event is, it is specifically tailored to hot wife couples, cuckold couples, and amazing single men, giving them a chance to connect and fantasy fulfill throughout the weekend. We have pool parties with giveaways. We have nightly themed dance parties. We have a charity poker run. I mean, there is so much going on this weekend that you guys are really going to enjoy. We would love for you to come join us and you can find all of the information, including a membership application at members.frontporchswingers.com. If you plan to join us for this event, you cannot wait any longer because tickets are going very quickly. We have no idea when they'll sell out. So make sure you get them ASAP and we hope to see you in Phoenix. I am very excited to talk about this for multiple reasons. One, because we just covered how many fucking horrible moments there have been this week. So this was kind of like the shining, sexy, naughty beacon of light of the week. So that's part of it. But the second part is it's exciting because I see how excited you are by the whole thing. Well, you know, first of all, I, I was just thinking about this a little while ago here. We had taken a break. I was just on a, on a call. I was trying to stay focused because I'm also thinking about what it is I, I want to say about this. And... You forget, literally just part of the conversation I just had with a, a gentleman who is a lifestyle royalty, okay? You forget where you came from. You get so far down the road. Yep. And you're doing so many new things and yep. all these different experiences. And when you're talking to people about who are just getting into the space, right, or just, just finding their way, I forget a lot of those little nuances that got us to where we are now. Oh, it's so true. Like our origin story. Yeah. yeah, it's tough to remember that far back and why things were so hot back then. Well, it's not. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not hard to remember because I have very, very vivid memories, images in my mind <laughs> of certain things. And, and then, of course, uh, the sound bites that, uh, you know, of things that I, I heard while you when you and I first got started. But you really do lose a sense of how fucking hot something was, right? Unless you go back... And revisit it. Okay, so let's talk about this because we've talked about this a little bit recently, but you kind of love the element of surprise. I think the things that turn you on the most in the lifestyle have been the things where I kind of just drop them on you like a bomb. You have no idea that they're happening or you have no idea that they've already happened. And then when I tell you that I've done something naughty, you get this look on your face of just like, oh, fuck. And that's really exciting for me because that's why we're in this space. And that's another thing that I think we've kind of gotten away from to some degree. We were talking about that this morning. We are very autonomous people and we have an amazing open relationship. At this point, I don't even think we're swingers. We're in just in an open relationship. Right. But some of what you lose in the dynamic that you and I have is the connectedness of you being involved in some of the things that I'm doing and you getting to experience them more than just me telling you what has happened. Right. And there's a level of there are levels of getting involved, right? There's actually being present and engaging. There's being in the room and watching. There's being outside the room and listening. There's, I remember a time way back when, I don't even know if you remember this. You were out of town for work. 
and you had a play date set up and you actually put the phone down. Yes. So that I could hear it. And I was back in Montana. It was just audio. You couldn't see anything. Just audio. Yeah. So there's a lot of different levels of, of involvement. But what we're going to talk about today is different. It's really gotten my motor running again because <laughs> it's unique in that because a lot of times like I'll I'll fall asleep before you. Right. I'll go to bed before you. Most of the time. Most of the time. And what happens is I'm kind of in and out of consciousness, I guess, <laughs> you know, but then I'll hear something and I'm like, what What the fuck was that? And I reach over, you're not in bed. I'm like, <laughs> okay, what's going on? That didn't sound normal. And then of course I hear what inevitably I end up hearing while you're getting fucked on the couch in another room. <laughs> That's so fucking hot. And then of course, as we get into it, what you don't realize because you're in the moment and not in the room with me, I am now all kinds of fucking worked up and I have no idea how long it's going to take for that to come to an end, <laughs> right? So I don't know, first of all, I don't know if the person is still there. I have no fucking idea. I don't know what's going on entirely. So I have to just sit with my thoughts and a hard cock <laughs> until... You come into our room. Yeah. So I have no clue. So there's anticipation. There's the the heat of being able to hear something that you can't see. The fact that I know that you're up to something, but I, you know, not involved, not doing anything about it. I'm just listening. So I have to wait for that to come to an end. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. So if you guys remember back probably, I don't know, two to three months ago, I tried to do something with RJ. Yeah. I invited him over to the house. It was very late. And he and I played in the living room. And the whole idea was for you to wake up and hear it and be right. turned on by it. That's not what happened. No, you I were, took two gummies. I was out like a fucking dead person. Dead to the fucking world. So I've been thinking about how to kind of recreate that ever since. And I have been in correspondence with a guy. And I actually played with him once and you know the play was it was okay it wasn't mind-blowing he's a very young guy yeah super young so for me he's perfect for these types of scenarios where it's like the idea is for it to be about you and I I mean right. obviously I still loved connecting with him and I still loved you know the play itself but this was really an, a chance for me to create an erotic moment for the two of us yeah and that's well see that's the other part of it right because you don't know that I can hear or not. You right. had no idea if I was awake. Right. There's no way for you to know. Right. So you've got all of these different senses and emotions and, and things going on at play. And neither of us are, theoretically, you think, I know you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, he can hear me. I'm thinking I could totally hear her, but you don't know if I can hear you or not. So we're those well, are the kinds of things that are going on. And then we just don't know until the culmination of it. Well, there's a little spoiler alert, so we'll, we'll get to that. But so anyway, I invited this gentleman over. I wanted it to be late at night. The whole idea was for us to kind of recreate what had happened with RJ and hopefully you hear this time. Right. Because the first time with RJ, it was like, well, I'm going to be kind of quiet so that there's the possibility that you wake up. But again, I don't fully know what's going on. This time I was like, I want Brian to fucking wake up. Yeah. So I invited him over. I, You went to bed and I got myself cleaned up and I put on a little piece of lingerie and a little robe and he comes over and I open the door for him and he comes in and I just have it very, very dimly lit. And it it was immediately erotic to me because, again, it was a lot of the anticipatory buildup. I wanted to know if you were going to hear it this time, and I wanted to be able to experience that with you. So that was definitely fueling this entire thing for me. For sure. And so, I, again, I didn't know what was happening. I could, I'd never heard the door open. I never heard the door close. I was alerted that something was going on. I was probably just rolling over in bed, and I happened to be awake, and I heard you moaning. <laughs> That's the first thing I heard. Well, okay. I'm like, oh, I see why she didn't come to bed. So then, of course, now my ears are perked up, right? <laughs> but we have big rooms, a lot of space in between the rooms. The door is closed, and you had the TV on just enough that every once in a while I could tell that someone on the television was talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to discern from your moaning or talking or his moaning or talking from whatever was going on on the TV, which just added that much more fucking drama to it because I couldn't tell <laughs> what I was listening to. It was only when you really would be like super animated that I could 
hear more. Okay, so let me also describe this guy. He is he is beautiful. What a no, beautiful a looking super man. Super good looking dude. He's young. I believe he's 23. So yeah. he's young. He is tall. He is built. He looks like a basketball player, which yeah. is totally my fucking type. He's just a really, really attractive man. He also has some of the prettiest eyes I've ever seen on a man ever. So anyway, he walks in the door. I'm in this piece of lingerie and I am not kidding. Action kicked off immediately. There was no small talk because he and I had been texting each other all day about logistics and what we wanted to have happen and what the whole point of this whole thing was. And I think I'd even texted him ahead of time to say like, the goal for me is for you, as in Brian, to be in the bedroom, like fucking stroking it while I am getting fucked in the living room. Well, so, well, then it all makes sense that, of course, when he got there, you guys were very quickly after because he knew exactly what was happening. He was completely clued in. And listen, he's a 23-year-old dude. He's coming over the house at like 11 o'clock or whatever it was at night. This isn't about small talk. And he knew it. Right. He knew what was going on. (laughs) So, you know, why fuck around and try to go over what I did on my summer fucking vacation? Let's just have at it. That's exactly what happened. So he walks in the door. I shut the door behind him. I lock it. We are hands on each other immediately. We're making out with each other. He's rubbing his hands all over my body. I have this little black silk robe on and he keeps pulling it up in the back to like rub on my ass, which I loved. He's totally an ass man. Talks all the time about how much he loves my ass. So I just loved that element of it that he's immediately drawn to that part of my body and I can tell he's attracted to me and excited to be there and touching me. It was just so hot. So we're making out and I I don't even know what the fuck got into me that night. Again, this was in my mind, this is a show for Brian. So I'm like, take your fucking clothes off. (laughs) I literally said that. I'm not surprised. He was like, okay. So he starts stripping in the living room and, you know, just gets down to a pair of like boxer briefs and he's teasing the shit out of me because he doesn't want me to be fully in control in this moment. I can tell. He's like, I'm going to assert some fucking dominance here. So he strips down to everything except the boxer briefs. I'm just staring at this beautiful man. I start touching his legs and kind of touching on his stomach and like talking about how nice his body is. And I was like, are you going to take your fucking cock out or what? And he's like, geez, yeah, I can take it out. I'm like, good. So he takes the boxer briefs down. His cock is revealed. It's already starting to get hard. So I tell him to sit on the couch. He like leans back. We have this very deep couch. Yeah, it's like three feet deep. And it has all these pillows behind it. So he was just kind of like sunk into the couch, into the pillows, just relaxing. I get down on my knees and I start sucking his cock. And again, this is for a fucking purpose. I am going to town on this cock. My whole thought process and desire in all of this was for us to have both of us have noises going the whole time. Right. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to make this man fucking moan. (laughs) I barely heard. Well, I heard him a little bit, but not much. I heard you. So I'm sucking his cock and I'm rubbing my hands up and down his thighs. And this is all, he is 23, but he's a man who knows what he likes. And I liked that he was telling me what to do in that moment. So for example, I'm deep throating his cock. I have tears streaming down my face and he's like, squeeze those balls. So I take one ball in each hand and I'm kind of like massaging them and he tells me to go harder. So I start kind of squeezing on his balls while I'm deep throating his cock and I mean, slobber all over the place. This was a fucking messy, fun blowjob. Yeah, see, I don't I don't know that I heard any of that. You so, might've been asleep for that or, or half know, asleep. Or again, there, was, there are times when I could hear very distinctly what's happening yeah and then there's other times that you can't because let's not forget again you're far away closed doors the whole nine yards tv's on it's low but it's on there's some outside noise that i can hear occasionally and i'm in bed i'm not getting out of bed so i'm trying my best to hear like i'm forcing (laughs) myself to hear as much as i can and just when i think i'm hearing something it's like fuck that was the tv God damn it. You know, so it really was like a game. Yeah, I love that. So anyway, I'm sucking on his cock. I'm deep throating it. I'm gagging on it. And he's talking dirty to me. And I was kind of surprised by that because he and I have only played one other time together. But the first time, I mean, there was definitely some dirty talk, but it wasn't this like confident, assertive, dirty talk like it was this time. And that drove me fucking crazy because again, it was twofold. One, I'm super turned on by an alpha man that can tell me what to do. That's fucking hot. But the second part of it is, again, I'm wondering if you can hear him saying things to me like, go deeper on that cock, squeeze those balls, yeah, just see, like that. I couldn't that. hear that, but I, obviously I knew there was something going on because it's just, you know, you know sounds, you could tell 
something's happening. So from that perspective, I, I was already clued in. I'm like, okay, she's not out there alone. At least I knew that, right? <laughs> so, but I didn't. I didn't know any of the obvious details at that point. So. Then he turns me over. He goes down on me for maybe 10 seconds. And I'm like, I'm not going to come this way. I need you to fuck me. I was just in that mood. Sometimes I get into modes where I need penetration. And that is all that is going to get me where I want to be. And so I tell him to put on a condom. He gets on top of me. He enters me. And I mean, he has a very nice cock. And it was it was really interesting because there was this moment he's like pushing inside of me. And I wouldn't say up to this point it was super like connected sex. But there was something about he mentioned while he's pushing inside of me something about I wonder if Brian can hear us right now. And for whatever reason, that just completely changed the dynamic between the two of us. It almost felt like we were on the same team doing something naughty and taboo together. That's what it felt like. Well, to his credit, obviously, this is a young guy, like you said, he's 23 years old. And we've met him before. You played with him once before, like you said. But for him to consciously be thinking of that, it says something about him. Because most guys wouldn't have given a fuck. They were just happy to be there and happy to get laid. Yeah. But it seems like he genuinely wanted to contribute to the show. Well, he was turned on by it. He was turned on by the idea of you hearing us. That was something that really drove him. And I could tell that. Like, it's one thing to say it over text. It's another thing to have elements of the play speak to that. Right. So again, as he's pushing inside of me for the first time, it's, oh, I wonder if Brian's hearing this right now. I can't wait to make you moan so Brian can hear you in the next room. And I was so fucking turned on by that. I was soaking wet. I'm not joking. Soaking fucking wet. Well, and then, you know, I mean, again, there's, you've got a twofer, right? That's a, like another single guy tip of the week. It's a freebie. You're welcome. When you sign on as a single dude, particularly for a particular scenario like this, whether, you know, you have a history with the folks or not, if you say X, Y, and Z is totally okay with me and that's what's laid out, own the fucking thing. Yeah. Right? Get involved. Steer into it. Yeah. Do not fuck around and tiptoe around it. Get involved. Doesn't matter what it is. You've agreed to it. There's consent. And provided everyone is above board or everything is above board, fucking get in there and own it. That makes all the difference. That's how you get invited back. Yeah, it's so true. So he's pumping inside of me. And then I was like, I really want to be fucked from behind. So I get on my knees on the couch and he gets behind me and starts fucking me from behind. And this is where things get wild. I'm sure this is where you heard a lot of what was going on because there was one moment I was telling him to spank my ass. So he's inside of me. He spanks one ass cheek, then he spanks the other ass cheek. And then he just grips my hips on both sides and just starts fucking the shit out of me. I'm talking deep penetration, hard, aggressive. Our bodies are slapping up against each other. I am moaning like crazy. I'm telling him to go deeper and harder. Just fuck me just like that. Yes. And I mean, it was fucking, it was wild. He was sweating on my back. It was, it was crazy. I, I could hear some slapping. I don't know if it was body against body or if it was him slapping your ass. I, I did hear a little bit of that, but I could also hear you moaning. So I, I don't know at what point. Well, and so I had this crazy orgasm that lasted a long time. I was coming all over his cock. We all know that I squeeze hard when I come. So I am coming all over his cock and he just keeps saying things like, oh, if you keep squeezing on it like that, you're going to make me come. And I'm like, yes, come for me. I want you to come. We're dirty talking so much back and forth. I mean, it's just all of this erotic energy bouncing all over the place. And again, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope Brian is hearing this right now. I hope he's fucking turned on. I hope his cock is hard. Uh, It was wonderful. (laughs) Well, I could definitely hear pieces of that. I heard you moaning. I was wondering, and that's the other thing, because of course I have no fucking idea. I have an image in my mind. I didn't, would never have known, obviously. I didn't realize you were, he was fucking you from behind. For some reason I envisioned, because of the way our couch is and all the pillows and all that stuff, I envisioned you on your back and him fucking you like from the edge of the couch potentially type of thing. Because again, I could hear the slapping and it did sound, now that I'm thinking about it, a little bit more rhythmic. So it was probably your his body up against yours. Yeah, I mean, it, it really was wild fucking. And, you know, my hair is in like a bun 
kind of tied up, but he grabbed onto the bun at one point and had his other hand on my ass and he was just fucking me hard. And I just kept saying over and over again, oh, I want you to come for me. I want you to come for me. And I feel his entire body start to shake. And I love that feeling so much that knowing that any moment he's just going to have this crazy fucking release and it's because of me and my pussy. That is such a fucking turn on to me. It's such an ego boost. Well, it's also cool that he was kind of, I mean, he was either turned on, but definitely into the idea of this entire scenario and wanting to be part of it and obviously wanting to fuck you, but also wanting to be an intricate part of how this thing went down. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like a fucking big deal. It's very cool. I didn't realize that. It was very cool. So he finally comes and it is crazy. I mean, he is pumping into me slower and slower and slower, but it's clear. I feel his muscles rippling. I feel his cock throbbing. I mean, he had this crazy orgasm. He's moaning like crazy. And then we just kind of both collapse onto the couch. And the first words out of his mouth after he came was, I wonder what Brian is thinking right now well what i was thinking was when the fuck is this over like how much (laughs) longer is this because i couldn't tell i didn't know when you were done there was no way i could hear some things it began to occur to me that you were probably wrapping it up because i could hear what i thought were footsteps and then you have a water bottle your water bottle it's metal and the lid is attached to it by a strap yeah and when you carry it if it's open the the lid hits the bottle yeah I heard that and I thought, okay, she's done at least for the moment because she's drinking water and I could hear this thing bouncing around. So again, I I had no idea how much time. It could have been five minutes. It seemed like a fucking hour that I was waiting for you to come into the bedroom. Well, so we wrap it up. He goes into the restroom, cleans himself up really quick, comes back to the couch. And it was funny because, listen, I never want to treat anyone like they're a prop for us. We talk about that a lot. I never want to make anyone feel like they're being used or anything like that. But there was this part of my brain that was like, okay, we need to wrap this up fairly quickly because I'm so fucking anxious to see if Brian heard all of this and what his thoughts are on it. But he kind of wanted to like decompress and we sat on the couch for probably a good five to ten minutes, just kind of touching each other, coming down from everything, having a little bit of light chatter. He once again was like, I really hope that Brian heard that. Do you think he heard it? Is he going to be turned on? So he was very involved in the whole scenario, which I, very cool. I, I fucking love that so he gets dressed and he leaves and i come into our bedroom and it's pitch black in there all the lights are off so i i locked the door i turned off all the lights in our place everything was dark so i walk in and you said hello to me and i could tell you had been up not that you were just waking up right so i was like okay fucking win (laughs) he fucking heard (laughs) also i had no idea this was happening i had no idea who this person was in fact i didn't know who it was until this morning right I had no idea. And you had asked me later, like the next morning or something, do you have any idea who's here? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. No, we'll get to that. I want to get to that. So I come into the bedroom and you ask no questions whatsoever. I put down my phone and my water bottle. I crawl into bed like I'm going to bed because I didn't know what your reaction to this whole thing was going to be. Well, you also, the room was so dark. You also didn't know that I was completely awake or not. I was actually sitting up. I didn't know you were even sitting up. I heard your voice. And like I said, I could tell from your voice that you had been awake. And just by the tone of your voice, the way that you were like hi bestie like the tone was very sexy so i was like okay he heard i heard something but i didn't know if we were going to address it right then and there or if we were going to talk about it the next morning so i get into bed and you kind of whispered to me so are you going to come suck my cock or not and i was like yes yeah i totally heard it. and i have to say by sheer luck i don't even know why i chose to only take one gummy yeah. That's all I took. Well, when you said tired. you were taking one microdose, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I was tired. I thought, oh, I don't need to. I don't want to be groggy in the morning. And so I was far more alert than I normally would have been. <laughs> and so, again, I don't know how long this lasted or how – I heard – I probably heard 15 minutes of this in its entirety, 10 or 15 minutes. And it was broken up over time because, again, it was like the TV, then you, and then I, I just couldn't really tell. All I knew was that there was something going on. Had no idea who it was. I just knew you were fucking somebody. That's all I got. 
So I come over and I suck your cock and then you have me ride your cock and it was fucking passionate. I mean, it yeah, was... Yeah, you were soaking wet. Oh God, I was so wet. I was so turned on by the whole thing. I mean, it was, it was just sexy and I think, the, I mean, obviously I love putting on a show for you and I love feeling sexy like that for you. That's a big deal for me. But there was this other part of me that was like, I am desired by two men tonight. And there's something that really just, again, strokes your fucking ego and that's the case. For sure. You, you know, I told you, I'm always blown away when anybody wants to be intimate with me for, in any way, shape, or form. And you have to really give up. A... You're ridiculous. I, I am. And, and I, I, well, and I think to myself, well, afterwards, you know, it's like, well, that was really something. And, I, you know, amazing that this person wanted to spend some time with me. And then it isn't until maybe a day or two later where it's like, oh, shit, actually, there are a few people that want to be in my presence. That's interesting. Well, that's, I mean, I don't feel that way. I'm not surprised that people want to be in my presence. I think I'm fucking sexy. That's not the point. The point is two people back to back, two fucking hot ass men back to back want me on their dicks. And that's fucking exciting, especially when one of them is your partner who you know is being fueled by the fact that you just fucked someone else. Well, yeah. And like I said, the mystery to me was not seeing it, only hearing bits and pieces and having zero fucking clue who it was. I had no idea. So we wake up the next morning and I'm like, so are we going to talk about last night? And you're like, sure. What would you like to talk about? I said, well, do you have any guesses as to who was here? He was the last guy I would have thought And of. you went down the whole list of guys that I have, every never guy that I have fucked in the last month, you said their name, except for this guy. Yeah, I never, it just didn't occur to me. You know? Yeah, which was also kind of exciting because again, I kept that secret up until this morning. Yeah. So it was four days of me holding on to that. And that also felt kind of sexy like this naughty little secret i was keeping from you yeah listen it was it is definitely the thing that's got me thinking the most now or since since that evening anyway a few days ago that's the thing that's like in my mind like that like how quickly are we going to do that again because that was fucking incredible so <laughs> those are the kinds of things that you forget about because we used to do that a lot not just like that but i was i would sit outside of a room and i could hear and or but across was, the hallway that one time that was super fucking hot yeah but that was much more deliberate yeah this was very different yeah no clue no idea I'm yeah in you bed. weren't in on the plan at all zero i had no fucking idea yeah no. and it was just that much fucking hotter because of it and uh, yeah, like I said, that that's the kind of shit that I forget about. Well, I have a couple of other similar scenarios up my sleeve that I've been trying to put together. So I'm not going to give anything away because I totally want to surprise you. But I do want to let you know that it did not just fuel you that night. It fueled me too. It got my fucking creative juices flowing. I've been talking to guys about certain scenarios, trying to think about how to be safe in certain scenarios. So I have some really, really erotic shit up my sleeve well and i really appreciate this guy now even more than before he was a nice kid i mean obviously we we enjoy i enjoy talking to him when the uh, the one time that i did but the fact that he was so invested in this is a big fucking deal it says a lot it, look he's a young guy you know he's not a seasoned lifestyle guy he's fucking 23 yeah he did not have to be that bought in you reached out to him. You said, come over and fuck me. That's a 23-year-old. That's all they need to hear well, most of the time. But it was actually a lot more than that because, like I said, it wasn't just come over and fuck me. He and I talked all day long about this scenario, about right. what I wanted to get out of it, about why you would be turned on by it. He was totally bought in. And, I mean, he's just one of those guys that, like, you give him a scenario and he's going to be fucking gung-ho. And I love those types of men. Yeah, and they're few and far between. I'll say that. But even more so. Now, you can find some guys that'll they'll get involved in something right but they're not going to go in hip deep right this guy jumped in and was eager to make sure that it was a pleasurable experience for everybody that's a big fucking deal i give him a lot of credit for that he you know guy a lot of guys could learn from that for sure if you're gonna take on the responsibility and it is a responsibility of being involved with a couple particularly well and helping fulfill a fantasy because yeah. again this wasn't just sex this was a whole scenario a yeah. special time of day not the most convenient time of no. day and you know again like all of the elements of him talking dirty to me about you listening from the other room and helping spice up the experience for me I mean it was just wonderful I just I really am thankful for the experience that he helped me create so I was a fucking slut and you heard and I surprised you and I, I love anything. it. <laughs> well, and we were actually out with a couple of friends earlier that evening. We had met them out for drinks and there was never a conversation about this, obviously, between you and I had no fucking clue. No, totally it was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the kind of thing that, again, like I said, we, 
we tend to get away from, you steer away from, because we're always chasing the next new experience, right? We want to up the ante. But sometimes you got to look back before you go forward to see where it is you came from and be like, hey, you know what? That was super fucking hot. We should revisit that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I just like the variety of it. Oh, I there's like, no question. I like the idea of the more random play, which we've talked a lot about yeah. recently. I like the surprise element. I like the idea continuously of a play partner, a regular play partner yes. that I can really rely on. So, I mean, I kind of want it all. That's why we're in the lifestyle. I don't have to settle for just one thing. Well, that's also why we're, we are oftentimes disappointed because we, we want to experience all of it. Yeah. And when we can't, it's like, well, fuck, why did that not work? Right. You know, but then there's an experience like this that comes along and it was fucking amazing. I mean, that was one of the hotter experiences that I can remember in recent past anyway. I mean, it was super fucking hot. So yeah, I mean, it was fucking great all around. Nothing bad to say about that. And man, that kid really, I mean, he impressed me with how interested he was and, and diligent he was about this. Well, we might share some behind the scenes of this, but I also think on the bonus episode this week, I might provide a couple of teasers of some ideas I have for future play. So I think that'll be really fun. And we're doing our bonus episodes on video now. Yes. So if you want to see us and hear us at the same time and get some info from us that you're never going to hear on the regular podcast, that's just one of the bonuses we offer as a thank you to our Patreon members for their monthly support. And you can find all of that in information on how to join us on patreon at patreon.com slash front porch swingers keep in mind we have the naughty stuff for you guys on OnlyFans. my only fans is onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers and brian's is onlyfans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy just a little spoiler in april i have a very large cocked creator coming back into town yes, that i'm do. going to be creating with so i'm super pumped for that and a couple of other fun plans up my sleeve so just make sure you join us for that and if you want to join us for an upcoming event i.e the phoenix takeover coming up very shortly pod bash the Denver, Real Hotwives of Denver coming up. And then also we have things like Naughty New Orleans and Splash Atlanta. Yep. All of that information can be found at members.frontporchswingers.com. I'm also going to drop the indiv individual links for both Naughty New Orleans and Splash Atlanta in the show notes for you guys. So you can just easily find it, click, and come join us. And what else do we have? Uh, man, we have, well, we have a lot planned coming up, but I don't want to spoil all of it. There's a lot... Not to be determined yet. We have a lot of cool stuff on the on deck. Yeah, so. both personally and professionally. Yeah, so. I cannot fucking wait. Cool. Stay tuned, guys, and thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.